All right, people, we've wrapped up all of our top 10 lists of last year. Now we're ready to get into this new year. We are kicking it off with our 400 subscribers celebration. Back in January, we were th- you guys were awesome enough to finally get us a 400 subscriber, something that we were hoping to hit at the end, something we, we, that was a goal of ours going into 2021 that we successfully managed to accomplish, and it's all thanks to you guys. We've also got some big announcements on today's live stream. Chris, you got anything to say to the people before we get started? I just want to roll the graphics and get into this one, man. Let's do it then. Man, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm very excited for today's show. It's uh, the culmination of a lot of ups and downs as it normally is when you're hosting a weekly podcast. And it just feels good to be here. You know, I, I think, wasn't this the the number we had set? Didn't we say 400 in, our, in one of our earlier production meetings of last year, if not January? Remember. Weren't we like, that would be a cool number to see happen? If I remember correctly, yeah, and, and we somehow did it. Here we are, beginning of 2022, sitting at flat 418 subscribers. You know, we put out a couple of videos at the end of 2018. Um, you know, I've you know brought on a couple of guests. We talked about Don't Look Up. We talked about Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, you know, Dustin and I were recapping Succession week to week. You know, it was a it's a busy time. We still managed to get out a lot of content by the end of 2021, and uh, it all it all it all paid off. Let's just say that it all paid off very fruitfully. Yeah, I would say so. It was a lot of a lot of good stuff last year. I mean, the movies were pretty terrible, but we still made the most of it and had a good time podcasting. I mean, now yeah. we're in our fourth season. So I think if we can survive the onslaught of terrible movies from last year, I think it really does prove that like 12 seasons in a short film for sure. But like, does it have to just be 12 seasons? I, who knows? Who knows? Who you knows? Know, it, depends on, it depends on if we can keep having these subscriber celebrations. And uh so please subscribe that'd be great because the goal for this year i think we should just tell them the number yeah, we want to hit you want to say it uh no you say it you're the you're the one who you're the one who who amped it up so you got to say it now all right a thousand guys a thousand that is the goal we want to be able to start seeing the fruits of this labor further pay off and grow this community we have add new friends and faces to this community so a thousand a thousand would be so great. Yeah, we've been doing this a long time. We've been doing this a long time now. And I remember when we started this and I was just out of school and wasn't really sure what the next step was. And you were like, hey, remember that little podcast that we tried to do back in community college, but just could not make work because we were just in two way different phases. And like, we both kind of didn't have the commitment available. And I was like, yeah, and you're like, why don't we do it again? And we kind of got together and recorded whatever we could. You know, you were still leading a very eventful lifestyle back in 2019. And then in 2020, the pandemic happened. And we're like, well, we don't have anything else to do. Let's do this. And it was, we, we made the best with what content we could. And we were having a lot of fun. And then 2021 happened. And we're like, okay, we can get back to normal. And then, and then the world was like, nope, you're only sort of getting back to normal. We're like, oh, okay. And then Disney was like, hey, here's all this content. We're like, oh, cool. And then we're like, oh, man, this sucks. And then we got to be able to watch movies again. And we're like, oh, cool. And then the movies were like, haha, just kidding. And we're like, wow, this sucks. And so it's been, it's been a roller coaster of emotion to say the least. These 
these last couple of years, but it hasn't taken away from the fun. Again, like I said, you know, all podcasters, like most people are narcissists. They love to hear themselves talk just in general. But I, with me, my whole thing is I tried that. I tried that whole thing for a couple of years on YouTube. It didn't really pan out. I didn't really know what I was doing. I don't like talking with myself. It just, it, it doesn't bode well. It doesn't work out usually. I stutter a lot. I usually forget what I'm saying. Uh, it's really obvious because I'm reading a teleprompter behind the scenes. I'm usually, I'm just like letting you guys in on like how I would do things back in the day. But so first <laughs> off, thank you for actually like what I know I've said this before and I don't care, but to say it again every single time. Thank you again for actually giving me like a chance to actually like try and get back on YouTube and arguably have the most success that I've ever had on YouTube in this space just in general. So I wanted to thank you for that first and foremost. Of course. And, and of course, thank you for being a great co-host and continuing to expand my palette and knowledge of this amazing universe that we both love which is the, the you know the universe of cinema it's been a great ride man i wouldn't have any other co-host that word means nowadays right and uh depends on who you ask but yeah. I, I wouldn't uh i wouldn't have any other co-host to do this with you know what i mean like even if oh thanks man and i don't think this will be the case but even if 400 subscribers is the farthest we get I'll still keep doing this show cuz it's just such a damn fun time we get to hang out you live far away it's a great way to keep in touch so you know yeah, it's it's funny because it uh, it still takes me back to the beginning of the pandemic when uh, we were talking when we finally got in touch with Professor Pat again, and we, you know, and we we at that point we had been podcasting for like s- like what seven eight months straight or something like that, just doing nothing but podcasting. And Pat was like, "Wow, Chris, it's uh, even even though I know you haven't seen Dom because of the pandemic, I almost feel like you two have like got like gotten closer, not farther apart. Your <laughs> <laughs> thought processes are aligned." We really did talk. We, it's crazy. We talked more during it the is. first year of the pandemic I, than I, I we had argument. I would make an argument that that those first like six months of the pandemic in 2020 was the most that we had ever talked. Because like I'm gonna let the people in on a little on a little secret. You know, when we first met back. What was it like? Yeah, 2016. When we first met back then, we got along really well. But it's definitely one of those relationships where in the moment, every time you hang out with that person, you're like, oh, you're so cool. You know, you're awesome, and we and we get along with each other super well. And then outside of those moments, I was like, hey, you want to hang out? And it was either no response or whatever you you did respond. It was like, hey, I'm busy. And then after the fact, you were like, <laughs> and, and then you were like, oh, I can't hang but then oh no i forgot i had this plan like so it, it, it i'll say it didn't start off on, on, on the best of terms i will say that but i'm, gl- I'm glad but i well, here's what i will give you credit for i will give you credit is that when i went away to college for the first time you were the only guy and i mean this when i say this you were the only <laughs> guy who actually like bothered to re- from my hometown that bothered to reach out to me see how i'm doing which is something that i will still admit no one else in my hometown does not one person aside from you know that's not true like one other person besides you does reach out and that's dustin and that's about it well you know it's like one of those things where like when you're a younger person planning is uh it's it's hard for some people and it was definitely hard for me especially because i had a lot going on i had the band i had another podcast and a social life and work and just so much stuff. So it was tough, but I was always like, damn, this guy's really cool. He knows a lot about fucking movies, man. Like it's a brain I don't want to lose sight of, you know, got to be able to pick that brain from time to time. And, uh, it was always a lot of fun. I remember we would do our student film with, um, some former classmates. Oh man. Oh, you had to bring that one up. And I just remember like the rides out, you would like always drive, which I thought was so dope. And like, you'd be like, yeah, just go to Duchess and I'll drive us the way out. And uh, I just remember you just like talking and just like giving me like these like lectures where I was like, fuck, like my professors aren't even like describing film in this <laughs> profound of a way. And I was like, damn, this kid understands the medium that he like is studying at school. I was like, wow, this is very impressive. I always found your knowledge and the way you were able to convey it very 
entertaining, which I think is why I wanted to do a podcast with you, but also like valid and very poignant. You know, it was very, it was delivered in a way that I was like, I could listen to this guy talk about movies all day. Now here we are, you know, not four years later. Oh, almost long, eight long, years long, later. Yeah, almost eight. Well, well, 2016. So, yes. Yes, six. 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 Fuck. Oh, my God. That's been a six, long yeah. time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I mean, obviously, that means a lot just given the fact that, you know, my, my whole thing about movies is that growing up, so much of the people who I listened to on YouTube, like when I was first getting into YouTube, at first, it was like such a, like, a massive influence. It's like, oh, my God, there's other people besides this other person who actually, like, talk about movies, and it was so cool. And then as I started listening to them more, and I realized, I'm like, wait, these guys don't actually know what they're talking about, you know? And, like, you I don't, I don't think I can quite make clear or make people understand how infuriating it is for me as a person to hear other people t- try to talk about movies. I say try it like in the best of way and have no idea what they're talking about. What I'm like, wow, this is something that I have literally dedicated my life to. This is something that I've had that have consistently been there for me since day one and that I'm that I've tried my damnedest as far as like how to understand and how they work and like what it is that they how they impact on people. And then you got these bunch of fucking morons who are online talking, getting all these views. And I'm like, I, I can do this shit. And I know more than all these guys, you know, I'm like, and I still stand by that. I will stay. I will stand by that. I've called to my own horn, whatever. I still still say that a lot of those people, again, they got they got success. And I, and I don't take it away from any of them. But like Stuckman, Johns, the Schmoes, well, they're, they're long gone now. But um, I'm like, I, I just still like trivia now. God, I don't, I don't even know, dude. That's so far behind that. But anyway, I, I, like I said, I've left that phase of my life so far behind. But like I said, it just infuriated me when it was like, I'm like, okay, so at the very least, I know that whenever I talk about movies, I'm going to make sure I at the very least know what I'm talking about, you know? And because, and the other thing too that I wanted to make clear is that I'm like, okay, because I'm not going to know because people, as much as I like to talk myself, people have a very, very low self-awareness standard. So I'm like, okay, at the very least, I would hope that other people would call me when it would call me on it when it sounds like I'm talking out of my house, which for the most part, everybody has done. But I wanted to ask you something in order to kind of kick this thing off, which is that we obviously had so many conversations over the years that again, like it just, just given everything that we've been through together over the last six years, a lot of that stuff I don't remember. I'm going to be just completely honest. My long-term memory, it's not at all what I used to. There, there I'll, I'll, I'll pause it right there. There's been a lot of pot smoked since those years. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to ask you, like, aside from the obvious Batman versus Superman, Civil War, Suicide Squad trolling that happened in those days, do you remember, like, one of those conversations that actually, like, really really stood out to you like what, what was the conversation that you would probably say like really was the one where it's like oh wow this guy knows what he's talking about you know just just for my own like sanity you know all right so you do want to toot your own horn i'll a play little that bit, game. a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Just a little no bit. i think um it, it was uh one of those rides out from our college to our short film location where you were talking to me about Tarantino and and I believe it was Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs and you were just going on like a diatribe about it but I was all for it I was listening and I remember like classic rock was being played on the radio and it was like a colder fall day and I was like damn this really well I don't I don't really I want to let this guy finish his thoughts first like it sucks we have to get out and like yeah go work on a project now like I he didn't finish (laughs) you know (laughs) 
And then um, we got to it. And did we end up talking to Hawk about like the Star Wars prequels or something like that? I, mm-hmm. I vaguely remember something. I did. He he tried positing some theory about the prequels and Lucas getting off some weird theme. I don't even remember. There, there was a, there was a lot of stuff that I'm like that, a lot of stuff that I was like, okay, there's some validity to that. And that other stuff where I'm like, oh, okay. And then secretly in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, what is this guy talking about? Like there were there were a lot of those moments back then too. That, that, you guys, I'm like I almost wish that like I could have had like a camera following me around in like 2016. 2017 just as far as the document some of the strange stuff that we got up to no for sure man uh it was those were good times early yep. days early days luke thank yep. you man we you were a big part of this journey man we yeah, appreciate absolutely. meeting you and getting to know you that's been one of the most fun parts of this is uh, the youtube community exposing ourselves to other cinephiles and film freaks like ourselves and being able to collaborate exchange knowledge really get different perspectives because that's kind of what you do in the critic community is you just give your perspective you give your input on something someone else made but you also try and challenge it and you also celebrate it when it's done right and it's been really cool like the disagreements have been some of the most fun parts of doing this podcast dude i'm Um, never gonna forget that office versus community debate i'm never ever gonna forget that that's like that's one for the ages right there yeah, totally, man. It really was. So with that being said, since it seems like some of the chat is starting to roll in here, Dom, speaking of one for the ages, we've had a s- specific format, a specific way of doing things yes. these past three years. But, you know, I think it's time to try something new. Like if, if doing yeah. things the way we've done it for the past three years brought us to 400 subscribers, to an interview with someone who was in the Karate Kid and the band Survivor, to almost interviewing the whole cast of Kim's Convenience. Almost. What will changing things up a little bit do? You know, that's really right. the question. Like, I think as content creators and, and artists in general, you never want things to get stale. You know, it's and it's almost to a fault sometimes. Like, you, before you finish that script, you start the next idea. And you sometimes you got to rein it in I'm and finish that script that. before you move on. But we're in a unique position here because the only thing to do with the podcast is keep going up. So we've been talking a lot about how to change that and 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 maybe increase the trajectory of that upward rise a bit. So we kind of came up with a new format, a new shift in the way we're going to conduct the podcast. I'm really excited about it. Yes, absolutely. It's it's going to be hopefully very productive. So as you guys know, we kind of like moved our live stream format that we were kind of doing on Monday nights. We moved them over to Sundays at the beginning of the year. That's been pretty fruitful, very productive. You know, like I said, we we had a lot of fun in January. You know, you and David covered the Peacemaker the uh, premiere. We did our top 10 worst, which, oh, man, thank you again so much for doing that with me. That was just such an absolute blast. I figured for the year of 2021, we just had to do it, you and me, and it worked out. We yeah. did our top 10 favorite TV shows and movies, both of which were really really great as far as recapping it but we still are going to keep the sunday streams going uh for the time being but they're going to exist in a little bit of a new format so we're taking off next sunday for super bowl sunday mostly just because i mean let's face it like just with the massive return and just the absolutely insane the absolute insanity that this american football season has been this year i think it's safe to say that that's where all the eyes and all the attention is going to be don't worry we will still be releasing shorts and tiktoks uh, recapping all the trailers that come out during that day the following Sunday, though, that being Sunday the 20th, when we make our grand return, we will be doing that podcast episode. We will be doing, we will actually be um, covering the entire show that will be dropped on Amazon by that time period. Uh, it's this little animated show called The Legend of Vox Machina that we've been having a lot of fun watching so far. And that will officially be on the new home for the Talking TV live streams, that be at our Twitch channel. Yes, that's right. We are joining Twitch. We, 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 we said we weren't going to do it for the longest time. We held out on it, but we are finally 
moving over. We're going to be on Twitch going live at 11 on Sunday mornings now. So that's going to be our Twitch account at Talking TV Podcast on Twitch. If you guys want to go over there, give us a follow right there so you guys can get prepped for when we eventually start going live. That's where all of our live streams are going to be from now on. Our live streams will no longer be on YouTube. Occasionally, we might put up a clip from it here and there. But for the most part, again, if you have been a fan of these live streams and you've really, really enjoyed it and you like tuning in every Sunday because you know, okay, at the very least, I'm going to get a Talking TV Podcast live stream. You're still going to get that. Just go over to Twitch now in order for that. Like I said, Twitch at at Talking TV Podcast on Twitch. Chris, I don't know. Tw- Twitch is still something that I'm like I'm relatively like unknown with. Like I usually don't. I I've like I've been a relative stranger to it. It's like maybe you can tell them a little bit more about like kind of like why the reasoning for this move as far as that goes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, as like creators, we want to do what makes us happy, which is long form content. But we also want to give you guys what you like. And just looking at our data analytics and and just in general, the videos that get the most comments, the most views, there are shorter form content here on YouTube. And it sucks because like our audio, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Amazon, all those places you can listen to podcasts, they, they get a decent amount of views like long form, but it just doesn't translate to YouTube. So we were thinking like, well, the long form makes us happy and we find that we can carry an hour-long conversation without forcing topics for films or contrived reasons of why we like something. And it just comes natural to us. I think it's our film education coming into play, being an ally for us in that situation. So we don't want to lose that. But we don't want to lose you guys either. And we want to get more of you guys. So we we also do short-form videos here on the channel. First-time watches, top 10s, sometimes a clip of the podcast. And those do better. And we want to do better as a podcast. So YouTube is now going to be the hub for our sort of more short form content. Like, for example, the new schedule on YouTube is going to be on Mondays. We're going to drop a first time watch video, which if you guys don't know this, there's more movies I haven't seen than I have seen. Far more I haven't seen. I know that's true for everyone, but I need to emphasize that for myself. We're also going to go through TV shows we haven't seen or, or rewatching again in a long time. And that's going to be on Mondays. Those first time watch videos, traditional to the ones you've seen on our channel for, let's say, our Fast and Furious Halloween franchise. And we've even done some one-offs like Silence of the Lambs and Face Off. So they're out there. Go watch them if you want to kind of know what's going to be coming to you on those Monday slates. And if we don't get one of those out on a Monday, it's going to be one of Dom's famous top tens, aka like a community top ten, which is the video of all videos. Um, I don't know how I pulled that off, but hey, man, right time, right place, pandemic. So Right. And then Friday, we've also been having a lot of fun. And it seems like you guys have really been liking our shorts where, I mean, they are fun to make. So I get it. You know, you just, hey, I just finished watching something. Let me hold my phone up to my face and just give you my quick thoughts in under a minute. It's kind of like a fun little challenge. Fridays-ish, the end of the week, depending on when we finish whatever said topic of the week is, that's where we're going to drop a short, a quick review, which normally is kind of like, alluding to what the Sunday morning topic will be on the Twitch live stream. And the reason why we're going to Twitch is because that is where long form content is living and thriving. People stream for hours and it seems there's an audience there that wants that. And we want to do a little bit of both. Like we're not one sided as creators. Like I know Dom is working on multiple scripts right now, all of which have different personalities. Me, I'm working on two different types of albums right now. We're not don't fit us into a box because we won't fit in. You know, don't try. It's not going to work for us. But we we do realize we have to do what works for the medium we're on. So it's real simple. YouTube is going to be short form. Twitch is going to be long form. And audio is going to stay the same. And it's exactly. going to be great. I'm really excited for it all. 
Exactly. So once again, people, go over and follow our Twitch account at Talking TV Podcast on Twitch. Like I said, be sure to keep tuning in for our short-form content we put up on YouTube. Like I said, you still have the entire YouTube back catalog to go through. Audio is still staying the same. Talking Thrones and regular podcast episodes will still be going up every week on audio. And just as well, we're not going to be staying entirely off YouTube as far as long-form. Occasionally, we'll have like a very special live stream that we'll have going on that might go simultaneously on Twitch and YouTube. You know, we, you know, we have the capability we have the technology we have the ability to do that now you know like i said yeah i also know that for a fact that there's a certain cape crusader superhero that's got a new movie coming out in roughly a month you can be damn well sure we're going to be ranking every live action iteration of every theatrically released i should say iteration of him that's been released (laughs) you know also we had a lot of fun a lot of success i pulled together a panel where we talked about our oscars predictions for the nominations when they get announced on, on tuesday that was a lot of fun so we'll again occasional bonus things here or there you know like i said we previously announced on what's it called we previously announced that we that our next first time watch series was going to be harry potter we will be doing that that will be kicking off next week once we wrap up book of boba fett this week we'll still be we will be ranking every movie in that series going forward um What's it called? We'll be ranking every movie in that series once that first time watch series is finished. Like I said, it's all in favor right. of getting you guys the content that it is that you deserve, which is something that we've said first and foremost. Like since we started this thing, we didn't want to be those guys that were catering to the studios in order to prop them up. We don't care about them. They're they they, they had their chance. They screwed up. They've lost track of the zeitgeist. They've lost track of what the viewing audiences are actually interested in. And that's why it's kind of fallen to us, the YouTubers. You know, it sucks because unfortunately, obviously, we never we will never have the resources that those studios do but we're making the best of it and I, i'd like to think that just because we've got the passion that they don't we'll still be able to put out i think much more quality content than they do yeah i think so i think that nails everything we we're trying to say about it so yeah. changes on the horizon we appreciate everyone who stuck with us for the old format um we're already seeing the fruits of the labor of the new yeah. format pay off so just stick around guys it's going to be a lot of fun and i think it's the goal is to open up way more doors to hit that 1000 subscriber mark and tenfold and we're hoping we can do that with this and again thank you to all who have been here along the way and uh oh he wants a uh, harry potter yeah, book g- progress g- update that pot of book progress just got into hogwarts last night luke um it's i do about a chapter every four or five days so that's kind of the pace i'm at with everything i have going on but we just got into hogwarts last night it read beautifully it was so awesome i'm loving you know, I, I almost think it's unfortunate I didn't read the books first because I kind of see the movies in my head as I'm reading it, but then it adds extra elements and then I kind of like embellish upon what I'm seeing that was portrayed on screen. So it's cool. I'm enjoying it. I, I, it is what it is. Like I watched the movies never expecting to like them and now I love them. Absolutely. And so I didn't, I didn't give myself a chance to read the books first, but it's all right, because I'm reading them now, and they're a lot of fun, man. What about you? I know you're kind of going through the Harry Potter movies for the first time as well, and the books, right? G- give me an update. And yeah, uh, It's pretty funny. It's almost like, you know, you, it, it's almost funny. It's like almost like both of those first two, the, both those two first-time watchers, it's almost like I told you, it's like, I'm telling you, man, give these movies a chance. Don't listen to the zeitgeist thought of it. And crazy time. Now you love them both. Now, now you're officially in the cult of the Fast and the Furious, and now you're officially a Potterhead in the making. Crazy. It's almost Yeah, I like- love both of them. Hol- I realized Halloween has far more good movies than it does bad ones, too. The first-time uh... watchers have been a lot of fun. Dude, those first five movies are phenomenal. 
Ah, four's, four's okay. Four's okay. Five, I'm not the biggest fan of. Two, I'm sorry. Two, there's still no excuse for those cops. There's still no excuse for those cops. The two. Rob Zombie movies have really grown. The Rob Zombie me. movies are fantastic. And Resur- Resurrection and Curse of Michael Myers, I will defend till the day I die. Those two movies are amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it, the, the first, what I was trying to say is the first time watch series prove that there's more than meets the eye. And I'll leave it there. But with that being said, um, I, I wanted Transformers. to... i wanted to do something uh kind of fun real quick i kind of wanted to you know give the people a taste of what a reaction video in case they haven't known is going to be like so uh dom will you indulge me while i pull something up god oh god what is Um, this what is i think i think luke is really going to enjoy this too okay luke says he's he's a third of the way through prisoner of azkaban he's seen the movies probably seven times each oh you're reading the books for the first time now okay i misinterpreted that i misunderstood that the other night Okay, good luck with that, man. And I hope uh, engineering school is going well, too. That's yeah. not an easy feat. But, uh, yeah, so I wanted like, to... Um, watch Fantastic Beasts without wanting to gouge your eyes out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to be something Luke's going to have to deal with. Yeah, I wanted to... Not us. I wanted to react for the first time to something dumb. Oh, boy. What is this? All right, you ready? Yeah. Tell me if you can hear it. Okay. Come to you, not live from a sub- Oh God, no! Oh my God, you're actually bringing this up. Oh my, wait, which Where's one is this? Our first ever podcast, oh, uh, uh, December twenty second, twenty sixteen. Found it. Just life in general. And so with that, oh my do here we are, the hosts, myself, Dominic Rizzi, and Christian. Wow, Amanda. this is the this Movie is, Nerd Podcast. This is the blast How's of the past right here. Good, Dom. How are you, man? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty. Yeah, our audio is definitely gotten better. I don't know. This still is that bad. Oh my God, I always wanted to shitty i don't even think i was using photoshop oh no i was i just that was like that was my sad excuse to photoshop for me and uh this is kind of the way i've always thought of podcasts because i recently just got into them this year i mean obviously wow that's the year i got into podcasts super free form and it's kind of just more not bad honestly in hindsight it's just i hate listening to myself with a burning passion so much more in a specific i just wanted to pull this up and let the people know where they can go and find it this is like i love movie interviews how they can be let me skip in a little bit we'll hear some of our criticism of the film i'm curious to see what we said about it yeah yeah well we both loved it from what i remember right that was true good lord i still remember that intro that i had because i was actually going to ask you um what you thought about that as well. So I'm glad, I'm glad you think that. Um, so basically I didn't mind it to be honest with you. My first watch through, I didn't even wow, notice. How that, right. and well, now it's changing hindsight with all the movies. Like, but that and now this like, is the only watchable one. one. I could tell they didn't have as much yeah, time because I, I know, know right? that for the third act. Remember those reshoots that we heard about that was going on in the movie? Yeah. Well, that third act was where a lot of the reshoots came in. And so that can, I, I hope my voice has gotten more high pitched. It feels like mine has too. Is, too. Have, like, is that possible? How does that happen? He's only there for I don't know. Seconds. But at least with oh, Luke part, says this is what great. I thought is that. First of all, I had no problem what, 22-year-old view or like And it just goes to show how far the motion yeah. capture yeah. has come. Yeah. And they, like, they've been doing oh, it for man. years now, like bringing back the sea stars in and putting them now. in films. Like they did it a couple oh, of weeks, years ago with Marilyn Monroe. She was in a perfume commercial that Charlize Theron was in along with two other stars. 
And when <laughs> they use archive footage of Lawrence Olivier for Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow, like they've been doing it for a while. And like wow. in terms of actors that died in the middle of their productions and they had to keep going, like, you know, with Oliver Reed, the gladiator, honestly, isn't Walker, embarrassing in with, as I thought it would um, be. Furious 7. No, I really, really actually appreciated the most inclusion of Tarkin in this film. Even it's very, later, because even we're trying so later, to do a good job of the feeling I get from it. To I'm show trying. He's not just there. Would you just knock your mic out? Oh, remember, he's there to show you your clip what the yeah. political machinations of the empire are and how the empire is not oh, no. big massive machine. Ugh. so live stream that's fine we're doing it live it happens oh wow yeah well you know um th so that's the humble beginnings luke and, and everyone else you can go and find that video and watch the whole thing we did episodes on sing street we did episodes wow. on that's really uh, throwing it back there. Rogue One. What else did we do? There was like four or five of Stranger oh, yeah. Things, right? We did a Stranger Things with Johnny and Andrew. Yeah, let me see. So th that was the last one that we did from that iteration of the podcast. So now, if I'm remembering correctly, now I got to go. Oh, man. Now I got to go more loose. Yes, it was. Oh, gosh, and blurred. Oh, you man. understand your editing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I really, really know my editing. Uh -huh, yeah. So if I remember correctly, so we kicked it off with Rogue One. Then the second one we did was Hateful Eight. Because I remember I was, I, I think I remember I was in the city, um, I was in the city with my friend. I don't remember what we were doing there, but I was in the city with my friend. Uh, I think we were going to see signs, and I think you called me, and you were like, dude, I just watched The Hateful Eight. This movie's so good. we got to do a podcast on it. I still remember that phone call very, very vividly. And so we did Hateful Eight. Uh, so Rogue One, Hateful Eight, Sing Street. We did Legion. We did the premiere for that when that premiered. Um, first oh, season wow. was really great. Second season, uh, second, second season, not so much. I kind of tuned out then. Um... And then what else we did? Stranger Things was where we ended it um, the, with that first season. Because it was like months after it came out. And I'm trying to remember what the other. Because we did six. I remember that. I don't remember what it is. Oh, man. Brandon. Yes. 100,000%. Yes, Brandon. After COVID is over, we will absolutely get on a plane to Vancouver and visit the shooting locations of Deadpool. Absolutely. And you got to come here. And we got to celebrate. Trip, Brandon, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still holding you to your bet. If... If our Oscar predictions that we did on that video last week line up completely, perfectly, and evenly, then you have to come and visit us, uh, and, and we got to get beers together in order to celebrate. If, if specifically, if Simon Rex gets the Best Actor nomination for <laughs> Red Rocket, if that happens, oh man. But yeah, no, Brando, it's been great to get to know you, man. Like you're a big part of our ride here and our journey. It's been an honor every time we've been able to go on the Brando show. I mean, weren't we like the first guests or something on the Brando oh, yeah. show? Yeah, that was fucking awesome, dude. It's been so awesome. That, it was on the Brando show that you did uh, You did the impression of me for Brandon and Joe, right? I, I, oh, I know Joe, yeah, really, yeah. Joe really got a kick out of that one. <laughs> Joe lost his shit. I know. He I did. remember he lost his shit yeah, to that because Joe, Joe loves making fun of me, and so obviously he'll he'll love any time. Uh, what's it called? Uh, he loves taking shots at my expense. Brandon, please, the next time that you are in New York, I will drive the four hours home to come and hang out because you you are you are one of the few that are that are worth it. So, hundred ten percent. No, yeah, man. Um, a lot oh, of good times with oh, our now, YouTube I'm, friends. Now, now, now you make me want to like dive through my YouTube catalog and try to find my Movie Nerd Reviews YouTube catalog and try and find uh, what what that sixth one was. Because I know for a fact we did six. I don't remember if they all got uploaded to YouTube, but like I said, I remember Rogue One. I remember 
Oh man, God, there's so much shit on this channel. Oh my God, it's all terrible. Um, I I, I would play some, but I don't want us to get copyrighted uh, because we already got yeah so, because I yeah, already yeah. have so copyright starts in this whole channel. So yeah, Stranger Things, Sing Street, Legion. Oh, that's right. We talked about the Oscars, and I and I rat. Oh, you remember? I remember now. I rattled off that was for the 2016 Golden Globes, and I rattled off like all my Golden Globe predictions like that off the top of my head back when I actually you know could do that. Yeah, no, those were good good podcast i, I highly yeah, recommend you guys I, go find we actually, those like you... cared about award ceremonies before we realized how much they suck which speaking of which like i, I think it's hilarious because like we just had i, I don't think i've th this is consistently fascinating to me where we just had a whole 400 we, we just had again brandon knows about this he was on the video we just had a whole oscars um you know predictions panel it like is like one of our most viewed live streams that we've had in a minute. And for the life of me, I don't know anybody who's actually going to be watching the Oscars this year. Like, that's crazy when you think about it. These things used to be like the one of the, not the epicenter, but like one of the like pinnacles of film culture. And now like nobody cares, you know? Is that just like, is that just the internet? Is that COVID? Like, is that just like them consistently writing their own graves? Is that them just losing touch of like what it is that the people like about movies? Is that just us? Like, I don't know if you have any takes on that, you know, but like, you know, I I'm still obsessed with the Oscars, even though they suck. And even though they've completely lost all relevance with the current pop culture, because they don't honor the movies that people actually watch. Granted, I don't even know if people actually watch movies anymore, but. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think it's more fun to hear people talk about it than to actually watch it at this yeah. point in time with just how far it's fallen. Right. You know I mean, what I mean? I've been of the opinion with for just, a while the award ceremony itself is just really boring. Like, I, I think that's problem number one is the fact that it's like, okay, so besides, outside of like the awards politics and like the, you know, the seeing who's going to win and constantly complaining about who they choose versus who we want to choose and the fact that they never seem to that kind of like buying into like the awards politics bullshit of it all. It's just the fact that the actual ceremony itself is really tedious, really long and really boring. You know, it really is, man. It's it's just like no one wants to see Hollywood toot their own horn right. anymore. In my opinion, I think yeah. I'd rather see Ricky Gervais get up there at the Golden Globes the and them. roast them for tooting their own horn. Like that's kind of what I want to see. And it's not that I don't love movies and film. Obviously, I do. We're here right now, right? It's just the thing of it is when like the Hollywood hypocrisy becomes like a household term. We've caught on now, and yeah. it's just I don't. I don't care. You can't talk to me about climate change and then jet set across the world everywhere. If you really care, do you take a boat? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like, I, I, like Greta Thunberg does. Say what you will about her. She puts her money where her mouth is. So yeah, it's that's like, fair. that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you yeah, really oh, care, for sure. You would, sure. you would actually do something that makes a difference instead of just get up there and, and, and espouse beliefs so casting directors think you're a safe bet for the next five to ten years. Really, that's how I see it. For me, I think so. the minute that like they started to lose me was when they started talking about like, and because obviously, again, the, the Oscars have like this, you know, this, this self-importance bullshit. They've had that going for the longest time. And again, for the most part, people have been willing to excuse it. But I think for me, the minute that I started to do was when they started talking about the importance of film. Like, oh, films are so important. Stories are so important. They keep us together. They hold us together. And I'm like, Oh no. I'm like, I, I know that I'm like, I, I know that like, you know, the, the self grandizing of Hollywood has always been a thing, but that was just like almost like a new level of life. I'm like, Oh no. has like, has, I'm like, have they pulled a Christopher Nolan? Has the machine been broken here? Have they, have, have they ultimately become self-aware? And I feel like if anything, the new matrix film, God, I can't believe I keep bringing that up is the ultimate uh, example of the fact that I'm like, wow, Hollywood, even in the age of the internet, still has no self-awareness at all. And if anything, it just makes that both more hilarious and more embarrassing. And the funniest part is that it's not even like it's all 
Like, it's not even like it's all of Hollywood because then you have people like Dan Harmon and people like the Russo brothers who are so, so in tune with the culture. And every time, but they just seem to know yeah. exactly what the culture is into. And I'm like, why is that so difficult for the rest of Hollywood? I'm like, I, I don't understand. I'm like, why is it that they're putting out these faux attempts at like understanding what the culture is when it shows that like the culture has so far surpassed them? Like, I get it that like the internet has become like such this really difficult there's really the kind of difficult bouncing off point as far as I like kind of beginning the degradation of media in general. Like, like, and I, I've talked to you about this as well. Just the, the, the transition from analog to physical media was already, kind of, Oh my God, physical analog to digital media was already the beginning of like kind of the, the degradation of like the importance of film. Cause you look back and even something like the nine, like even the shittiest nineties film looks better than a lot of like some of the most expensive stuff that comes out today. And I, it just, it, I, I said it, it's just the look of it in general. You know, there was just something about the look, that preservation, that capturing of memory in a physical form. As I've made this opinion clear. I, I do think the films are memories that just adds a level of speciality to it. And as good as you can make something look now, it doesn't have the same effect because at the end of the day, it's inherently more disposable. And I really, really do think that that's a tremendous part as to why movies in general just don't have the same effect anymore because of that, because they are ultimately there. There's something, the fact that like, you know, if you fucked up and screwed up a final print of something that you would have to start over from scratch and that it could be lost forever. There was something that just made that so much more important, so much more special and so much cooler, you know? Also the fact that like, you know, pre-internet, you could get away with crazy twists like Kaiser Soze, like I see dead people, like the twist at the end of Memento where it turns out the whole movie's been in reverse that he's the killer, you know? The fact that you could get away with stuff like that and the fact that that stuff seems so much more cooler, more important. And now on the internet, that stuff, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's the fact of like the internet has made it less special inherently just because of people on there or just the fact that, but whatever the case may be, it's just that stuff just doesn't feel as special anymore because of the internet, you know? And I, I don't know. I just, I, I wanted your take on that because it's something, it, it, it's a thought process that I've been having for a while. And it's not really something that I can really get out easily on like another, like, like another podcast where we have like, you know, we have these specific chapters and like these specific bullet points that we have to hit in order to do the perfect time. But I don't know. That's, that's just some thought processes that I've had for a while that I just, I wanted to kind of throw your way and see what your take on that was. Yeah, I mean, starting from the beginning, I think storytelling is important. I think it's been something that humans have passed down since the beginning of time, you know, oral storytelling at first. And then like hieroglyphs are really just pictured storytelling when we realized, hey, we should write some of this down and traditions are passed through storytelling. I just think in the modern day, the uh, the dollar sign driven day of storytelling, aka the Hollywood machine, the the emphasis and importance of it is far greater than what it actually is in the real world. And I think a lot of that is them being so benign to the fact that they are in a bubble and just not understanding that there are multiple types of storytelling and you're only giving society one. And the issue there is that it could be important if there was, and it's, it's ironic because they want diverse voices and representation. If there actually was a diverse paradigm of ideologies being allowed to create stories within this system, then storytelling, I think, would be as important as it has been throughout any other part of history. You know, like how important is Roman or Greek mythology? We use so much of that to shape the stories and the way that we conduct and live within our society now. You know, they're very quintessential frameworks that we've built upon. I mean, you really need to read Joseph Campbell's Hero of yeah, a Thousand Faces. Yeah, I do. Because he really dissects all of this, except he was writing that book in like, you know, 1930s, 20s-ish, I believe. And so he didn't get to really see the um, the homogenization that Hollywood has become. And it's so ironic because 
what does Hollywood love to do? They love to pay homage, <laughs> yet they've lost sight of what they are paying homage to, which really, if you zoom out at a macro level, is different voices telling different types of stories. And it's not just one uniform hive mind, which we have now. I think the moment that broke me, that snapped me out of the matrix, if you will, was DiCaprio's speech about The Revenant. I loved that movie. It was early film school days for me. And I remember thinking like, what a great film. It was so beautiful. But just the way that he didn't speak about the movie and the way that he spoke about the subtext of the movie only in his award-winning speech was so frustrating to me because I wanted to hear him talk about a movie that really impacted me as a young film viewer and a young aspiring critic at that point in time, someone who didn't know it was what this journey of getting into film was going to take him down, but a movie that like kind of helped solidify, like I got to go watch more movies like that. I got to catch up on more of like the, um, our tourist style films of the modern day, not just the old school day that like I've been introduced to with like, you know, my family and and professors and stuff. And it's just so disheartening to hear him pretty much tell me I was a bad human being for driving a car. And it just like took so much away from that movie that I loved. And that was the moment where I started to um, wake up and smell the roses as they say. And uh, you know, from then it's, it's hard to unsee it once you see it. I know a lot of people watch Bill Maher, and I don't, but I do keep up to date on where he's at politically, and it seems like he's finally starting to wake up and smell the roses. You know, he is a liberal, and he espouses liberal views, but he is kind of realizing like there's more than those views, and it's okay to sometimes have views on both sides of the aisle, because we're people. We're not robots, so we can have certain feelings that l- fall on one side and certain feelings that fall on another. And that's what storytelling is. There's conflicted characters that internally battle. I mean, literally, Joseph Campbell has a moment before the hero inevitably triumphs called the Dark Knight of the Soul, where all hope is lost. He's being tugged in multiple directions. The hero, he or she does not know what to do. How will they survive and rise up? It's the most human moment any hero has to go through. And where is that moment in Hollywood? Where is that understanding that nothing is black and white? Nothing is perfect. It's It's all in a gray area. And we've kind of we've kind of lost that. We've kind of lost the tolerance for other voices. So that's why I don't care about award shows anymore. That's yeah. why I really never did when it comes to music because like for years, even even prior to me being a film critic, I think in 2012, Lord's debut album, which is a great album. I actually really do enjoy Lord. I think she's a talented pop star. But she won best rock album. And I was very Your confused love. because that's the not Foo a Fighters. Rock song? Yeah, Royals is not a rock song. It's it's a very abstract pop song. But it's not a rock song. Foo Fighters put out a great album that year, and I felt they got not snubbed, just they lost to a categorical error. And I was like, "How is this happening?" Man, you and then talk about you... categorical errors look no further than the Oscars, right? Exactly. I think they're a little more egregious than the music industry, yeah. but they're they're no different, really. They're all cut from the same cloth, and so I think it just comes down to why people like watching YouTubers talk about the Oscars more than they probably like watching the Oscars. Cause those really are the Oscars now. Cause the YouTubers just want to celebrate the film. They don't want to be preached at by someone who's claiming climate change is killing us all, but is jet setting across the world with a new girlfriend every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm a yeah. huge DiCaprio fan. He's phenomenal, but I'm just going to call a spade a spade. 
Yeah, absolutely. And like the and like when the fact that literally I've said it, I'm like, yeah, I love the Oscars. I won't watch the show though because the show has become. I'm like, I watched the show for five years on end. And when and you even said it, the the one and only time that we watched the Oscars together. But when me getting drunk and shouting at the screen was more entertaining than what was actually happening on the screen. Until the end, we were both surprised as hell when Parasite won. I think that that shows exactly where Hollywood's priorities as far as where the show goes. And the thing that kills me, too, also, is if we're just getting back to, like, you know, again, the, the storytelling format, right? As far as, like, how stories are being presented. I mean, look, look at, again, as much as we continue to dog on them, look at what Netflix has done. Look at what all the stream, you know, as, as much as we joke and as much as it sucks because the problem is the emphasis on, like, what people watch as far as, like, what the streamers would rather do. At the very least, the streamers are providing the story. And the reason to me why and I'm fully on board with you now. Why TV has been kicking films ass for the last couple of years now is because they are actually doing the stories that film um, that film has been scared of. But I, but I want to talk about what that actually means because it's not just the types of stories that they're doing. That's one part of it. I think the other part of it is the format of stories. I've talked about this, and this is something else that I've been noticing throughout the last couple of years as well. And I think a big part of this as well, I think we talked about this a little bit last year when we did our Mortal Kombat review, which is that the formatting of stories you know obviously you know for the longest time it's like oh short form and then tv came around it's like oh long form storytelling and that was traditionalist and now obviously with the amount of experimentation that's been going on again like books video games all you know like, like D campaigns radio shows you know all these different types of formats of stories that are just so interesting and i'm like yeah i, I kind of want to get more of that you know obviously they joke that like oh you know a 12 hour hodorowski you know adaptation of dune like that would never work and i'm like why not? Who's to say that wouldn't work? You know, as much as I loved Villeneuve's adaptation of Dune and it was so cinematic, I'm almost like, might that not have been better if you just taken that budget and apply that to a TV screen? Apropos of that, some of the TV shows and I'm that I'm like, OK, this is cool and all. But I'm like, I don't think this needs to be a TV show. This could like also be better served in format versus I also see some video games, you know, some cutscene video games. And I'm like, shit, I'm just watching the cutscenes right here. I'm not hearing any dialogue. I'm just having fun just watching the visuals of the story, you know, and just so far as like when it comes to, like the experimentation, I think that also has a lot to do with it as well. When people talk about how they're so tired of seeing the same old thing. And we've talked at, at nausea about the fact that it's like guys there's really only eight or nine different story types you do but it's how you do your different take on that and i think that point has now got to the point where it's surpassed individual personal like implementation and storytelling i think it has to do more so with just that that's part of it i think the other format is how you're going to tell that story you know and i personally think that that is where the homework and the emphasis is not being done and i still think that's part of the reason why the marvel cinematic universe had such success is because even though the individual stories themselves were not necessarily anything new there were, it was came out at a time where it was just enough of a difference in order to kind of give us enough of a shock to our systems where we would be willing to embrace this new storytelling format and we essentially sat through a decade long tv series presented to us in big budget live action multi-million dollar blockbuster storytelling format and that was something that was new and that was something that had really never been done before you know and that's the stuff that i talk about when i say how i want hollywood to change their stuff yes i obviously want like actual passion and actual vigor you know and as much as i joke about the new suicide squad movie i really am serious when i say yeah that is the Really, the only movie that I saw last year that actually just had some passion, some vigor, some creativity, some surprises. That movie kept me locked in for two hours straight, which is something that barely any other movie can do. Like almost every other movie, even some of my favorite movies of the last couple of years, I get bored. 
I look at my phone. I go to take a bathroom break. And yes, part of that is the fact that we all have lizard brain now. We all have cell phone brain and our attention spans. We can't focus for longer than what is the average now? Five seconds, seven seconds. I keep forgetting. It changes every time. I <laughs> it just check. keeps dropping. It keeps dropping. But the fact that the Suicide Squad was still the only movie that actually got me locked in, actually kept me invested, actually kept me entertained, and actually made me want to go back and rewatch. I just finished watching it again for like a fourth time, I think, before we got back on it. You know, and it's not just because it's a superhero story. If anything, it's the fact that it's implementing other styles from other films, you know, a Dirty Dozen, a Snatch and Grab, a War film, a Man on a Mission film, you know, like 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 an Escape film, a Heist film, all those others. And crafting it is like that's the stuff that I talk about when I say that, I, yeah. you know, when we want something to do it, it. Literally to quote from Blake Snyder, give us the same thing, but different, you know? Yeah, I think um, to, to, to just double back to your point about longer films not being able to find success, if anything proves that that's not the case it's the snyder cut you know that yeah. movie literally was a huge hit from last year yeah and four hours long with good reason and and so i kind of wanted to uh before we wrap this conversation up just uh once again thank everyone for subscribing and being a part of this huge milestone for the channel we really appreciate it we're going to continue to have conversations like this this year and again the new format change is something we can uh, revise in a few minutes here but before we get off this topic of the way the media landscape is changing not only because of conversations like this i think that a bunch of youtubers are having now not just us even some of the larger youtube channels i think it's the, uh, the 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 tides are oh, shifting a bit in the streaming oh, wars. Boy. There's an article I want to share the screen with oh, real okay, quick. Okay, okay. Um, I saw a YouTuber break down the full article. I don't pay for variety, nor will I ever. But the postulates here, you. the uh, the top points are all that really matters. So, variety says viewer data suggests many Netflix hits. Many Netflix hits go from sizzle to fizzle really quickly. I like that sizzle to fizzle. That's a good title. Um, that's a clickbait title right there. It is, yeah, and I definitely clicked on the YouTube video where they broke this article down. Uh, so the there top 2021 Netflix series is, saw audiences peak in the first month following their debut. Even the hit Squid Game saw pronounced drop after a hot start. And the other big topic they speak about in this article is the frequency of big Netflix originals quickly losing steam, hints at why the streamer must spend so much money on content. And I think with Disney Plus and all the other streamers entering the streaming wars, I think that's kind of why we saw Netflix with Arcane do the drops of three just to sort of milk that from week to week. Because I think like the money factor is is gonna start to really it's gonna add up even more than it already does and more than it already has. So I think the media landscape is going to ever change, but I think TV is going to be the way that it it continues to shift. See, there was a reason why I bring all this up, Dom, because your point about like my hunch of why I think it's going to be TV, I think it's all economics. It always has been. Now we know that people would rather sit on their couch, work from home, not go out, not risk this new virus, this new whatever, you know, and, and even if we do get back to somewhat of a normal, there are always going to be those people who are going to be hesitant. This was a very traumatic experience. You know, there are articles coming out every day about mass PTSD from what we've all went through. I, I don't disagree. I think... I personally think that I'll be okay, but I know a lot of people who might not be, and that's sad, but I think a lot of people are going to want to sit in their house and just relax at home. So these streaming services are where things are going to go. I mean, outside of Spider-Man No Way Home, every other Disney film within three to four weeks had been right on that streamer, right on Disney Plus after the fact. HBO Max, right? Set a crazy... Well, they didn't set a precedent because they've doubled back on it, but they tried to set a precedent. They tried. 
with the day in day off. And the crazy part is, even though this was the thing that they didn't tell to everyone, the actual goal that they had was a success as far as, yeah, we are like we are leaving theaters behind. We just want to bring as many subscribers to our new platform because our initial release strategy in 2020 completely shit the bed and it worked. And if you think about it, theaters are just the middleman. They take a cut and they don't really do any of the work to help make the movie. Right. So I, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, but that's another all reason why I think is all about cutting out the middleman. If we know that the movie industry lost money these past two years because of the pandemic, and we know that the streaming s- streaming service industry gained subscribers, every streaming service gained subscribers tenfold. Even the ones that are struggling still gained a massive amount of subscribers, like a peacock or a crackle. Not I think, too though. yeah, well. Hey Rest man, you know, Scooby. there's always going to be a casualty in war, Dom. It is the streaming always. wars. It is the streaming and, wars. Uh, and we're so I think it's just one of the three now of that. Yeah, yeah, you could say. 2019 was the de facto star because I think because that's what happened. I would TV say we're like more so year four and a half. Yeah, that's fair. Because you've had Crunchyroll for a while and you've had, but they just never competed for the same land grab. Now right, they are. Right now like they have are. a bunch. But uh, what I'll say is. I think it's only going to get more serialized and it's only going to get more small screen. It's only going to be more in a web browser. It's just like I wrote in my Peacemaker review for guyatthemovies.com. You know, look, Peacemaker is another reason why I want to go to www.hbomax.com to watch something rather than go to a theater. Because if it's bad, I can just turn it off and uh, go, you know, uh, go do something else. Uh, But if it's good, hell, I'm going to go make a bag of popcorn and maybe restart the whole thing from the comfort of my home. There you go. And I don't got to go. pay more than once a month. Exactly. Because those theaters again, and Tarantino talked about this. Tarantino said that he he thought the worst decision that theaters ever made. And again, this is on the theaters too. And this happened long before COVID and the pandemic, the worst. And that's why you saw the, the success of like their own kind of de facto membership plan and, and, and streaming service. You know, when movie, when movie pass was, Oh man, remember movie pass? Remember the glows glory days of movie pass? I still remember that those, I was always skeptical. I never got it. <laughs> those six to eight months were like the best time period of my life. I'm like, wow, I pay 15 bucks a month and I can see as many movies as I want. Yes, please. And again, but Tarantino has talked about it. The worst decision that he thought the theater ever made was raising their price the ticket prices above five dollars a pop that was the war obviously again inflation you know they're gonna get up to eventually like nine to ten dollars a pop he's like okay that's fair in the modern economic economic climate but regal charging fifteen dollars a ticket and amc charging seventeen dollars at almost twenty dollars that is ridiculous so they shot themselves in the foot long ago you know they got a little greedy as far as that goes and just provided the impetus you know kind of so like i said they did themselves no favors there as far as that goes. But yeah, and we're seeing the fruits of that now to this day. And I'm excited because I, you know, I do enjoy the comfort of my home, but there is something about when you actually see a good movie in theaters with everything in life, there's a trade-off, there's a give and take. (sighs) Who knows? We could be right. We could be wrong. I think the fun part is going to be coming back to this moment and rewatching it in a few years from now. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll also got to keep an eye on the, on the indie theaters too, because obviously again, the theater chains, they're going to buckle because they're going to realize that there's no sort Mm -hmm. of, there's no sort of long form economic shake, shake, but the little, the, the micro indie theaters, you know, the small businesses, you know, th- those might be ones like they're still worth keeping an eye on, you know, as far as that goes. Let, let's, it's going to, the eyes are going to be on them to see if they can like really, you know, do something in order to shake it up and bring something back, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like your well, Alamo Speaking of um, shaking things up, Dom, I think it'd be oh, only man. proper forming, formatting to revise our new plans for the, the podcast going forward at the end yeah. of this thing. 
Yes, absolutely. So once again, just uh, just to keep you guys up to date, up to stuff as well. Like I said, Sunday morning streams are taking off next Sunday. With the following Sunday, we'll be back. We'll be doing Legend of Vox Machina. We'll be on Twitch on Sundays at eleven. From now uh, for the foreseeable future, only short form kind of going up. First time watches on Mondays, shorts on Fridays, maybe a Thursday, maybe a Saturday here and there. You never know when you're going to get shorts, but just know that you'll be getting plenty of that stuff in the occasional bonus live stream. We'll be sure we're we're going to be ranking uh, our Batman. Uh, every theatrically released Batman movie the weekend that the Batman comes out because that is going to be huge as well. You might see some more top 10 lists. I've still got a few more top 10 lists because, Chris, did you know that this year, the Avengers, the crown jewel of the MCU, turns 10 years old this year? That's big. That's that crazy. Is big. That, that is, is crazy. Big. Yeah. yeah I mean, cool. I, I, Good let's movie. Say, I liked it. Let's just say I might put out a top 10 list, a couple top 10 lists this year that might recap you guys in some movies that are turning 10 and 20 years old this year that... You would not be expecting Lilo and Stitch, little little Disney animated movie classic, twenty years old this year. All right, we don't need to go down this. Oh, rabbit, oh rabbit yeah, we'll, we'll go down um, a very, <laughs> very dark rabbit hole. Second Harry Potter movie, first Spider Man, original Ice Age, all twenty years old wow. this year. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. No, so we have a lot to look forward to, and and a lot that we plan for you guys. Remember, YouTube is now short form Mondays, and then a, 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 sh- a literal a literal short video in the back half of the week. Expect content every week from us as per usual. Twitch live streams so we can continue to feed you guys the long form discussions like this that we love and we know you guys enjoy as well. On Twitch Sunday mornings as well on as well as on all the audio platforms. We're on what are they dumb? Spotify. YouTube, Spotify. Oh well not YouTube anymore. I just said it again. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh radio, but so many I haven't, I haven't looked at the list in a while, but it's a lot. Yeah. You Radio Public's my favorite. I've never radio heard anyone Public, talk about it. But that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, I, I only exclusively listen on Spotify and I refuse to pay for it as much as it continues. Apple, to Amazon, you guys days. know the deal. Yeah. Apple gives you a gives that actually gives it to you with guys in season as well. So be sure to stay tuned to all of that in order for more consistent updates about all of our stuff that we have going forward make sure to click the like button and the subscribe button on this video it's been such a pleasure give you guys the content that it is you deserve we're not going anywhere we're just shifting into a new form you know we're we're ascending to the next level in the cosmogenic cycle you know as, as far as that goes. i don't yes. know if i got that yes, i don't yes. know i don't know if i got that terminology right there but i feel like that's close enough Yes, it works. We are. It, well, we've we've con- so what we've done is we've concluded a cosmogenic cycle. Yes. You know, act 1 of our journey right really came to an end because it was not just act 1 in the moment, it was a full three act structure the first 3 years. Yeah. Now we're going on to the next cosmogenic cycle. Yes, you nailed it, Joseph Campbell. Thank you so cycle. much for making these things simple to understand. Um, but yeah, no, guys, uh, it's been an absolute honor and uh, pleasure to do this podcast for you guys for the past three and, and, and odd, something odd months, three years and something odd months now. Just all, almost three years. Yeah, this, this come in July. It'll be three years. Yeah, that's that's unreal. That's amazing. Yeah. It's um, so much more to go. So much more so to go. So much more to go. We're only still getting started, as we consistently say. But be sure to still follow us on all the socials uh, at Official Talking TV Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, at any place else we can find TikTok now yes we're, we're on TikTok be sure to follow us there as well be sure to follow my co-host uh, at Christian Ivanko across all platforms Thanks. be sure to follow myself at Movie Nerd Reviews across all platforms be sure to check us out on Letterboxd and Serialize as well Chris I'm fully expecting more written reviews from you this year since that seems to be a format that you really seem to have embraced and uh, yeah as always people you guys know what I'm going to say to sign off 12 seasons in a short film and watch more fucking movies We'll see you guys on Twitch.